Hello, citizens, and welcome to the Brothers Marvel. Hello, and welcome in to another edition of the Brothers Marvel podcast. I am your shield-wielding co-host, Vinny, joined, as always, by my web-slinging co-host, Chuck D. Chuckles, it's a very special edition. It's episode yeah. 100. Woo! We made it to triple digits. Yeah, and I almost want to put it on pause so that I could go see the nameless thing from the Black Lagoon in the Murky Swamp. It's a catchy title for a movie. <laughs> hey, BJ Cosmos, he only does the best. This is quite a wacky edition of the Brothers Marvel podcast, in addition to being a special edition. It's special and wacky. Yeah, uh, special and wacky. If only it were special because it's wacky. We've had a few uh, like milestone ones that have lined up pretty nicely. If memory serves, I think our... 50th episode was the first appearance of Iron Man, is that correct? That might have been 40, but... <laughs> you said Iron Man like it is like it is on the front of the comic. Iron Man? Who? Iron Man? And today, uh, for episode 100, we are going to talk about the first appearance of the Green Goblin. Oh, uh, and his flying broomstick? <laughs> Spider-Man's <laughs> ultimate bad guy. Uh, and Chuckles, the big question, the overarching thing with this issue, which is Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number 14, by the way, uh, is tell me everything you know about the Green Goblin from reading this issue and compare it to everything you actually know about the Green Goblin. It don't line up. No, no, it's not the same at all. Uh, maybe, maybe one thing. Well, first of all, how he looks personally. And second of all, his mysterious alter ego that you don't know, and he's clearly in some sort of you know, laboratory, wearing a suit of some kind. But sure. that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, the Green Goblin attacks Spider-Man in this issue. He goes to great lengths to formulate a plan, and we never know why. <laughs> nope, we never know why. He says that he has ulterior motives, but we never At the very end, I believe, like, the last page, mm -hmm. he says, oh, if I had defeated him, I was going to start a worldwide crime syndicate. But, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it came out of nowhere, and for literally the entire issue, it's just a guy plotting against Spider-Man for quite literally no reason. Yeah. yeah, and the most roundabout way you could possibly do it as well. I mean, the plan to get him into a vulnerable position is probably one of the hardest things you could do. Like, plan and execute the shooting and production of an entire film? Oh, it sounds like something Namor would do. <laughs> But Namor has all the riches. In the he, like, started a movie studio. The Green Goblin went to an executive producer with a pitch. <laughs> and it was, boy, was it eagerly uh, accepted right away. If it were that easy to get movies going, man, everybody would be a, a movie producer. I, I can't stop laughing at the idea of people requiring Spider-Man to sign things as Spider-Man. Sign contracts and documents. Yep. Make the checkout to Spider-Man. Um, so I guess we should get going here. Uh, alert, there will be a uh, about a five-page point in the middle of this story where the Green Goblin goes away and the Hulk appears for a random reason. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, listen, we joke all the time about, like, kind of the filler stuff, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, the Fantastic Four are opening their mail. Let's see what they've got going on today. Or they've got to travel to one side of the city and the other side of the city and back. This one like blatantly struck as they did not have enough pages. <laughs> there's one point. I don't where, know. Shove the Hulk in there. There's one point where Spider-Man is out in, in the Western United States fighting and they just go, 
let's just check in on what's going back in Manhattan. And it's yeah. just Aunt May writing a letter. It's Liz Allen just talking in to, to Flash Thompson. It's Betty Brant thinking about it. Like, it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it was. I think that they were going for, like, suspense. But Spider-Man was, you know, he was holding his own at the moment. Like, he was fine. He was just in a fight. I think they were going for, like you know, flashback to all the people that care about him who are thinking about him and he's about to die, but he wasn't about to die. He was, he was fine. I also think they got to the end and they were like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) we're a page. We're a page short here. Jack, come back. We need you to draw Aunt May's corpse, writing a letter. (laughs) The corpse of Aunt May. The corpse of Aunt May. (laughs) The crypt keeper. Um, all right, let's get going. And boy, uh, they are selling the Green Goblin hard here. And, you know, he is a scary-looking fella. He's he's a goblin. Yeah, but does the Green Goblin look cute to you? Does he make you want to smile? Well, forget it. <laughs> well, well, you take that and you just walk right away. You get right out of here. Forget it, because this is not one of those smile-filled issues. <laughs> this is scary, damn it. Our story begins with the Green Goblin, or the mysterious alter ego of the Green Goblin, finishing work on his flying broomstick. Chuckles, did you know the Green Goblin had a flying broomstick? I didn't, because he doesn't. (laughs) Well, he does here. (laughs) I also like that the flying broomstick is not really reminiscent of a broomstick. It's more just a big metal tube. It It looks like the gun on a tank, but smaller. Oh, man, we never know what to call this. We have come across this... The nose. Thing. The nose of a the, tank? The tank nose. Tank gun, tank shooter. Oh. You know, we don't know what it's called. You know, it's the trunk. It's the trunk the of trunk, the tank. The trunk, like an elephant, yeah. right. <laughs> well, you might remember the enforcers. We do not because we skipped Amazing Spider-Man number 10 when it was the battle between Spider-Man, superhero, and a guy who can lasso. So we didn't feel the need to take care of that. A guy with a really inconsistent and uh, somewhat offensive Southern accent. But then why is his name Montana, and why is his power to lasso? That's a Western thing. I think that they, in, in Stan Lee's mind, um, Western cowboys, Southerners, are all the same. Are all the same. It's like Frontierland at Disney World. It's it's basically if it's we've not, got a ri- we've got a ride. It's called Splash Mountain. It takes place in the South. Where should we put it? Oh, probably the Old West. <laughs> if it's not New York, Chicago, or L.A., it's the South, Mercy. which is also the West. Which is also <laughs> the West. So that's one of the enforcers. His name's Montana. He wears a cowboy hat. He has a lasso. That's literally all he is. Oh, he's got then, uh, high heel boots as well. Well, who wouldn't? Uh, then you've got the Ox, who's a big, dumb, strong guy. All right. Self-explanatory. He's big, dumb, strong. Yep. Then you've got Fancy Dan. <laughs> That's the best name. I love it so much. Chuckles, what is Fancy Dan's... What does he bring to this group? Because it seems to me that he just brings being three feet tall. Fancy Dan's got a lot of energy, and he's a real go-getter. He also uh, was mentioned during the fight that he uh, is a master of judo as well. Well, who isn't? <laughs> Who isn't in the Marvel Universe? Everyone, every human with a human brain is a master of judo. If you have a human brain, you're a master of judo. Do you think, was was judo popular in the 60s? Was it a thing that, like, everyone was doing? Like, you know, when you're a kid, you take karate classes, right? Like, in the 60s, was it this big trend, like this big fad, everyone's doing judo? Maybe it's like, back off, I know judo. 
And like they're just like, ooh, mysterious judo well, arts. Or like maybe it's like a legitimate way, like Stan is like, well, of course a regular three foot tall person couldn't fight Spider-Man. Let's make him a judo expert. Maybe Stan took judo classes and he got to the end of the classes and he uh, wants everyone to think it's way more impressive than it actually is. Or maybe he was a master of judo. He's in the back alleys beating people up at night outside of the Marvel offices. He's a real life superhero. Uh, So the Green Goblin uh, finds these three, the enforcers. Yeah. I don't know what they enforce, but there they are. And (laughs) he's like, all right, you guys. All right, I'm going to hire you to be my goons. Yeah. And they're like, why should we take less orders from you? And then he makes little sparkles come out of his fingers. And Ooh, watch out. Ooh, sparkles. <laughs> yeah, and they immediately just hop on board. They're just like, oh, you want us to get revenge on Spider-Man? Sounds well, good they to do us. Want, they do want revenge on Spider-Man. I mean, they, he put for him in what? jail. Yeah, I mean, for what? We don't know because we didn't read the story. But Context. Context Presumably, please. that is an earned motive. The Green <laughs> Goblin does not have one. Yeah. So it's so it's off to California for the Green Goblin, where he crashes the movie studio of one B.J. Cosmos, who's quite the character. I love B.J. Cosmos. I think that this is a really, really solid contribution to the universe in this he's, issue. He's a re- there's a lot of uh, J. Jonah Jameson about him, where he just kind of talks and talks and talks and doesn't really listen to anybody and... Yeah. He's obsessed um, with making money and stuff, so yeah. I, I saw this as a more... Um, as as a sillier version of Jeremy Piven's character from Entourage. <laughs> okay, that's not something I'm overly familiar with, but <laughs> I'll you take have, your word for it. You, for, you have never seen anything. What do you mean I've never seen anything? <laughs> every, every reference I have made on this podcast, almost, almost completely, you're just like, all right, now I'm going to have to take your word for it. That's not true. I've seen things. <laughs> I haven't the, seen that. What was the last thing you saw? The last thing in general that I just, watched with my eyes? Just at all, anything. Okay, I watched The Office earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he's more like, is there an, is there an office uh, comparison I could make? No, it's Jeremy Piven only. When Ryan becomes the boss, maybe. Sure, yeah, yeah. but no, because he's no fun at all. He's never yelling. Uh, when when he's on drugs, maybe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Great office reference. Great office talk. Uh, yeah, but the Green Goblin crashes in through this guy's window as he is lamenting to some of his uh, associates and is like, guess what, guy? Forget about your next movie. I've got a movie for you. It's going to be me versus Spider-Man. The real Spider-Man. Forget getting George Harrison to play Spider-Man. <laughs> no, it had to be Ringo. Ringo. Oh, no, Ringo. Ah. Uh, I think Paul would probably be Spider-Man. There's a wait. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. There's a <laughs> BJ Cosmos loves this idea, and he goes, "Oh, this is great! I'm gonna make a great movie out of it. There'll be all these dancing dancers, and Broads. there'll be and well, I was trying to be PC, but um, it's BJ Cosmos, man. It's BJ Cosmos, not PC Cosmos. <laughs> um, and and eventually he goes." Oh, for Spider-Man, we'll get Tony Curtis or one of the Beatles before the Green Goblin's like, no, it'll be the real Spider-Man because this is all a trap. Yeah, uh, and as soon as yeah. he said that, I spent a full 10 minutes imagining Ringo as Spider-Man. <laughs> so, you, see, Ringo is probably the 
goofiest beetle, which would make him good at Spider-Manning. But we got to remember that Spider-Man is one of the top, uh, if not the top character in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So to have, you want, you know, you're going to want your first and foremost beetle as Spider-Man. They're also all kind of wacky. Are you trying to imply that Ringo is not the most popular beetle? I don't think I'm trying to imply it at all. I think I'm just saying it. (laughs) Uh, How dare you? I'd pick Paul as my Peter Parker. Paulie Parker. Paulie McParkney. (laughs) Paulie McParkney. Yes. Here to save the day. Swing it in. Exactly. Ooh, Spider-Man. Here I am. I'm Spider-Man. The Spider-Sense. The Spider-Sense is a tingling. (laughs) 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 Was that Ringo? I don't know. I think we were just doing kind of all of them. We dropped out to Ringo. And in fact, I was watching... um, I was watching A New Hope last night, and I... I've seen that. I have this thing where the the only... I can't do an impression of Obi-Wan, and because every time it gets to that part where he they get to the Death Star and he says, that's no moon, if I try and do it fully, 100%, trying to perfectly impersonate him, it sounds exactly like Ringo, and I can't do it. Every single time I try, I go... That's the moon. That's, and I just that's the moon. <laughs> I'm not even trying to do it. I'm trying to do him. You uh. have to practice with your with your with your Luke from Empire Strikes Back. Luke. <laughs> that, that's, Luke. that was Ringo also. <laughs> no, Ringo would be Luke. Luke. <laughs> no, that was Gaelic. We slipped into Gaelic. Yep, Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> Gaelic. Scottish there. Yeah. It's a hard one to nail down. I think the way you do it is you do the impression of Ewan McGregor doing the impression of Alec Guinness. <laughs> That's the best one. Hello there. Hello there. There you go. There, that was it. So anyway, back to whatever the hell we're talking about. Green Goblin, um, Madman on a Broom. Great Green Goblin movie. And what's the name of the movie again that you like so much? BJ Cosmos' number one hit of yeah. all time? Yeah, it's just the nameless thing from the Black Lagoon in the Murky Swamp. <laughs> it's too long. It's too long a name for a movie. It's the only movie title with two commas. <laughs> well, back at Midtown High. Uh, Peter Parker's suddenly popular. Liz yeah. Allen loves him. She's decided, I don't care what you look like. As long as you're smart and, and uh, sensitive, you're my guy now. And also, she calls I, him a dreamboat at one point. Well, yeah, that's the thing, is that he is just as like built and fine-looking as any other person there. Well, he has the proportionate strength of a spider. I, he's a, he's a uh, muscular fellow. Yeah. You saw Tobey Maguire's abs. You remember him. <laughs> Toby McGuire's abs. I, I did like in that one that he gets like overnight abs. Right, because he got bit by a spider. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh to- and I Toby McGuire's abs. Tom Holland also has abs. But he well, has he's got, more skinny he's got, abs. Yeah, but he's got legit superhero abs now. Yeah, which I I've done this on the podcast already, but I always I always I don't understand why Spider Man has to be ripped. He has superpowers. Oh he is ripped. But why does he need to be ripped? Those are part of his superpowers. They make him ripped. They yeah, make but, him strong and ripped. But they're superhuman muscles. They're not. They don't act like regular muscles. I think they probably do, kind of. But I don't think Spider-Man can get fat. You know what I mean? Like, he's got the proportional metabolism of a spider. <laughs> yeah, I want him to be super like nerd skinny. No, I don't know. No, you can't do that. Yeah, because then you put the costume on and you look like a goofball. Yeah, that's what I want. I want goofball. No, that would look ridiculous. No, it's kind of it's kind of how um, Miles Morales is in uh, Into the Spider Verse. He's not like ripped. But he's he's just, a, he's just skinny. But he's a cartoon character. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's the best Spider-Man. Tom Holland movie. isn't a car- Tom Holland isn't a cartoon character. <laughs> I could argue that. <laughs> he might be. He currently is. He's in Onward. So many cartoons. And he was in that movie where Will Smith turns into a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> which which, by the way, should not have been a cartoon. That should have been a hundred percent agree. <laughs> should have been live action. Yep. And it should have just been Will Smith turns into a pigeon. <laughs> Right, they should have used that Lion King technology to make a pigeon whose mouth talks like Will Smith. <laughs> and maybe it does a rap and a dance at one point. Yeah, gets a bunch yeah. of other pigeons to bob their head to the beat. It should have been a, yeah. it should have been a pigeon rap. Yeah. <laughs> Call us DreamWorks or whoever did that one. Uh, that has a uh, Illumination Studios <laughs> written all over it. That's got or whatever the heck it was. Written all Blue over Sky it. or whatever it is. Yeah, I can't Look wait to sell all of our stuffed animal pigeons to all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what kids love? Pigeons. Pig- pigeons. Uh, Spider-Man has to race off because a gray-haired classmate of his is telling him that the Green Goblin has been spotted over New York. <laughs> I didn't notice that the first time. He's fully gray. He's like a 65-year-old man going to this high school. Or maybe he's just a creepy teacher who hangs out with all the kids. So the Green Goblin is not doing anything wrong, mind you. He's, he's having just fun. flying around. He's just flying around. Also, they mentioned that he had been flying around for over an hour. <laughs> he's probably like, come on, Spider-Man. Yeah, he's, Let's go. He's <laughs> got things to do. Yeah. Uh, so Spider-Man jumps into action to do what? I don't know. He seems very ready and willing to fight the Green Goblin, despite the Green Goblin not doing anything wrong. Hey, that's a no-fly space. You know, that's a no-fly no, zone. It wasn't in 1960-whatever-this-is. <laughs> yeah. By, flying near, right by a building? <laughs> I bet if you had a flying magic broomstick, that you could get away with it. I could get away with anything. It would make me the most powerful villain in the world. So the Green Goblin pretty much just shows up and he's like, hey, Spider-Man, you're going to be in a movie. I told the movie guy about it. Go sign your contract. Yeah. And, and that's he, what he does. He really found Spider-Man's weak point immediately. Vanity? Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. wants to be famous <laughs> so badly. He wants to get all the showbiz awards and uh, be in all the movies and TV shows. Despite the f- first line out of his mouth while he's signing the contract being, fame, fooey. <laughs> <laughs> Then why are you doing it? Why are you being in a movie? He's just thinking about all the wonderful things he can do for poor Aunt May with $50,000. He's broke, remember? Him and Aunt May are, you know, she can't get a job because she's an undead woman. (laughs) That's discrimination, and we all know it. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to discriminate against 175-year-old women. Hashtag hire the undead. Hire the undead. Uh, so Spider-Man, or Peter, rather, is going off to California. For some reason, J. Jonah Jameson wants her to go take pictures of a movie that I don't think has been announced. <laughs> no, it's nothing. I don't He's know. quite how, the newsman. How did quite they the get newsman. everything to happen so quickly? This all happens in a day, in an afternoon. Yeah, also, Betty Brant is, like, emotionally unstable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's very paranoid and scared all the time. Like, Peter pretty much shows up. And gets assigned to go to California, and she's just like, why are you smiling? <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's terrified. So off to California, Spider-Man goes. And he shows up on the set, and the Green Goblin and the Enforcers are there, and he's like, wow, those guys look just like the Enforcers. Uh-huh, I'm an idiot, <laughs> apparently. Um, 
And then, after arriving to what appears to be a, you know, on ongoing functioning movie set, it says, everyone packed up and went to New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I why wonder are these, why. Why are, they, why are the cameras even set up? Um, yeah, this is a ridiculous movie, by the way. Yeah. Why would a goblin man and three mob enforcers fight New York-based superhero Spider-Man in New Mexico? <laughs> Like, and BJ Cosmos, what are you doing? BJ Cosmos just wants to hire all the thousands of broads he's gonna get to dance and sing and do stuff in his mo- in his movie. And I, one of the Beatles, one one of the Beatles, whichever one is available, um, to do the soundtrack. Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. <laughs> that was pretty terrible, but but. But accurate. You got the joke. That's <laughs> all that matters. Um, so they say, all right, time to... They don't even... They're not even shooting yet. They say, all right, time to rehearse our fight scene. Yeah. And then they just fight. And, and so, that's it. Yeah, like, what once is the, the point? Once the fight begins, once the fight begins, the pretense of the movie is completely dropped. There yeah. is no reference to the movie at all for the rest of the story, effectively. What is the... Mo- why... Why was there a movie? Good question. Why? Why was there a movie? I'm to so... lure Spider-Man to New Mexico? You should have just said, hey, Spider-Man, come to New Mexico and fight the Enforcers. He probably would have done it. Yeah, we're, we just just do a classic villain thing, just capture someone that he likes. and <laughs> Well, I guess they don't know who he is at this point. Yeah, um, they don't. But They think he's Paul McCartney. <laughs> For some reason, Ringo has been captured and taken to New Mexico. <laughs> oh, help me, I've been captured in New oh, Mexico. Help me. I don't want to fight the hell. Oh, I didn't know there was a New Mexico. <laughs> Whatever happened to old Mexico? <laughs> All right, th- okay, we got to stop because oh. it's starting to sound good. Oh, my. <laughs> um, so then they fight, and it's Spider-Man versus a bunch of regular dudes. So, you, as predicted, it goes very well for Spider-Man. Well, can fancy I talk- Dan, fancy Dan can't handle Spider-Man. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, four-foot-tall judo man in a suit, fancy Dan, gets pummeled by Spider-Man immediately. Uh, but, but I want to mention something. I want to say something. I want to say that this is dumb. You're allowed to. You are on a podcast. Please do. <laughs> is this my platform? Yeah. Um, the story is obviously dumb. The, you know, getting a movie together in order to fight Spider-Man is dumb. I think an interesting villain would be someone who is just in it to make the most compelling movie or TV show that he possibly can. And the way that he does that is by setting up, like, villains and stuff for people to fight and then him being there to capture the footage of it. What you're talking about is boxing. <laughs> well, no. You're describing boxing. <laughs> no, no. No, I'm not describing boxing. Putting people fighting on TV that's called boxing and or UFC or whatever no, you'd but like. They're aware of it and get paid for it and are right. it would be like tricking two people into fighting and then filming that's it. That's illegal. That's what I'm saying. That's why he's a villain. You don't want your villains to legally go about things. <laughs> no, but how how are you able to build up a movie studio and and that if you've been doing illegal fighting and putting it on TV or the movies this whole time. You can't prove whether it's illegal or not because... It's not a movie! No, because the people don't want their um, their uh, identity revealed. And so they won't ever say so that it was illegal. So, it, 
So more so what you're describing is cockfighting. Um, no. Televised <laughs> cockfighting. It's kind of like how Spider-Man, Peter Parker, makes his money from photographing himself and selling it during these things. This villain would get fame and fortune by setting up these superhero fights and selling them to the public. Right, but Peter Parker doesn't set up fights. He just goes and bees a superhero. He, goes and bees a superhero. He <laughs> has set up fights before. He has set up cameras when he's going to go like bust some criminals just so that he could... Right, but he's doing super heroics. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a, he's a bad guy, Vin. He'd be a bad Spider-Man guy. Spider-Man is a bad guy? <laughs> no, well, he's a menace. <laughs> a master menace. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't. So this, <laughs> but it's a better idea than this. Spider-Man, the only interesting thing that happens in this fight with the Enforcers is that we learn of his power of chest expansion. Yeah, I love the, the power of chest expansion. Something that everyone has. Right. It's just called being so strong that the ropes break. The power. You didn't the count on my expansion. power of chest expansion. Yeah. I... That we found the title for this episode. I love the power of chest expansion. <laughs> it is a good one, and I do love it. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, this is just terrible. I don't care about these three bozos at all. Yeah. Why well, are we spending so much time with them? They're dumb. This is the ultimate, um, you know, portrayal of the thing you hate the most with the superheroes fighting the just people. <laughs> Regular people, Got right? Men in suits. They're not going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. I find it pretty hilarious that during this entire fight, neither Montana nor Fancy Dan lose their hats. Yeah. They got them glued Despite on. Despite getting thrown through the air. It's, they got them glued on or like they got a chin strap. It'd be funny if you got a really close up on Fancy Dan and he had a chin strap going from his hat to underneath his chin. Like he's in the rodeo. Yeah. Um, so Spider-Man flees into a cave. As he does often. Right. And then we, yes, <laughs> you know, that classic Spider-Man fight location, a cave in New Mexico. Um, we do our, the aforementioned cut scene to what the heck everyone's doing back in New York City. Yeah, and it is a full none page, of, you're right. None of it is interesting. Spider-Man's in a cave. And the enforcers in the Green Goblin have followed him into the cave, but because it's dark, he has the upper hand in the cave. I think that this is um, this would be another cool scene that it, it could have been stretched out more. So they stretched out the wrong part of where like two bad guys, Spider-Man, kind of seems like a scary like monster almost, like in a cave where you can't see anything, and he just like comes down and like picks you up and just like picks them off one by one. Yeah, it could be done in an alley as well. Well, yeah, but in just Not in per- cave. perfectly in this situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hang out in caves and wait for criminals to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a real spider would. Um, so he s- easily takes care of the enforcers in the dark. Uh, and then the Hulk, for some reason? Yeah, they blew something. Uh, the Green Goblin blew something up, and apparently the Hulk was sleeping behind that wall. <laughs> Of all the caves to pick for a fight, we had to pick the one the Hulk was hiding in. Holy Hannah. Oh, man. Holy Hannah. Yeah, and then the Hulk rampages for it's a while. For a long while. We got a weird four, Hulk face one, in this one. <laughs> two, three, four, four pages of Spider-Man versus the Hulk. And Spider-Man doesn't do anything. He just jumps out of the way. He hits him once, but, like, breaks his hand. Yeah. 
The webs don't work. The only way he beats the Hulk is by getting the Hulk to uh, run through a boulder, which allows Spider-Man then to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. And he, <laughs> but he, he tricked him into thinking that he hit him harder than he actually did. Yeah. It was boring. It was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, but <laughs> I would like to see um, MCU Hulk and MCU Spider-Man in a tussle. I think that would be fun. I think it'd be. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It wouldn't be as fun as Captain America versus the Hulk. Yeah, they both would be. I think, you know, that's what you need is. Well, you can't anymore, but that's what you need is Cap and Spidey versus Hulk. Yeah, right. That would be. No, fun. let's make let's get 95 year old Cap. <laughs> he just immediately Spider-Man. gets crushed. <laughs> hey, hey, Hulk, get out of here, Hulk. <laughs> get out of um, here, Hulk. You're running amok, I say. <laughs> But the Hulk is, he only has one arm now, so. Well, still. <laughs> he's a one-armed, and he's fine. He doesn't run amok anymore. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's true. So the- You telling me you want to see 95-year-old Cap and Spider-Man versus one-armed normal Hulk. <laughs> Intellectual Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I could see that. It just... Uh, I just it just came to me. I don't think the Hulk fought anyone during that whole movie. Uh, no, he's like a he's like a hippie now, right? He's like one of the main characters, and I don't think he did any any tussling of any kind. Yeah, they they basically uh just like went from the Hulk and Bruce Banner and just slowly turned him into Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, into what Mark Ruffalo actually is like in real life. Right, exactly. <laughs> Hulk, Which is Hulk how sm- all of these characters have become, by right, the way. Right, exactly. Hulk smash climate change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hulk smash climate change, exactly. Uh, so finally, finally, here on page 19, Spider-Man's actually going to fight the Green Goblin. Maybe. And that's it. He fights him for about three panels. <laughs> he doesn't fight him. He grabs onto his broomstick and then let's go. Oh, I suppose that's true. <laughs> So what is the Green Goblin here to do? What is the Green Goblin here to do? What does he do? He doesn't do anything. He's the brains. He flies around in a... He's the brains of what? This stupid movie plan? (laughs) Yeah. He was able to convince BJ Cosmos. Oh, my God. So bad. So Spider-Man, another power we didn't know of before. Spider stamina (laughs) enables... Which enables him to remain without air for double the time. Probably that same power of chest expansion, if we're being honest. And can you imagine double the time? That would be what, two minutes? <laughs> two whole minutes? If you're if you're real good, the Hulk better you know he better hurry up. <laughs> um, so the Hulk runs away. He was looking for Spider-Man, couldn't find him. <laughs> Go, and so that's it. That's the Hulk. It's over. The Hulk part is done. How long can an average person hold their breath? An average person, probably yeah. not very long, or like someone who's very good at it, probably about a minute, right? Because I think David Blaine can hold his breath for. Yeah, David Blaine. He's probably <laughs> the guy you got to talk to. He'll he's got the answer for you here. The real question is, how long can a, a man hold their breath while trapped in a block of ice, dangling above Times Square? Right. Yeah. So we'll have to talk to David Blaine, but I'm pretty sure it was like 17 minutes or something like that. Next week, or next time on episode number 101, we'll get David Blaine on the phone our and guest, we'll talk to him about this. Our Special guest, David, guest Blaine. David Blaine. Who, by the way, you probably could not have a worse podcast guest than David Blaine and his voice. <laughs> uh, I think it would be mysterious, though, and that's what he is. He's a man of mystery. Yeah. Would you rather have David Blaine or would you rather ha- have Chris Angel come on and Ooh. mind freak you? David Blaine, by a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by, by so much. Yeah, you don't want to get mind freaked on your own podcast. <laughs> that would be terrible. It would be. So uh, Spider-Man, always the good dude. Uh, he's, he goes in and gets the enforcers to make sure that they are easily arrested and that the Hulk doesn't smash them to death. No, the army comes to arrest them. Oh, yeah. wait, that's later. But yeah. No, him, no, that's now. Army helicopter. Yeah, him going yeah. into the um, to the cave to rescue the enforcers from the Hulk was a very Spider-Man moment. Yeah, I it thought. was. And yeah. so that's a, that's a positive for this one. That's a check mark in the positive. Yeah. So that was one panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, back at the offices of BJ Cosmos, he's not happy. No, he's like, what, he's not. What's the deal? Is, what's the deal? He is not happy. He's going to sue somebody. He's going to try and sue Spider-Man. And then one of his underlings is like, they had to flee. The Hulk was over there. And he's like, the Hulk? Let's get him in a movie. He'll sign a contract. No, he won't. You don't know anything about the Hulk, yeah. BJ Cosmos. He doesn't sign anything. I don't think he can even write. He's, he's, he doesn't care. He's already planning it out. He's already getting Doris Day to sing the theme song. He's titled the movie The Honey and the Hulk. Yeah. That's a terrible name for a movie. Well, it, it makes sense because it's probably just going to be the Hulk eating honey as much of it as he can. That's not a fun movie. <laughs> no, it's like him and Winnie the Pooh together. Oh, team up. Yeah, together, team up, so that they can, instead of climbing the tree, the Hulk just pulls it out of the ground and leans it over for him. Would they fight? No, they're friends. But they wouldn't fight at first, like all heroes do. They fight, but it's just verbally. It's not a physical battle. That's terrible. They the just, Hulk doesn't say any words, and Winnie the Pooh is, well, he's jolly and fun, they're just, but still. It's just the two of them eating honey on two sides of a political argument. This is not. This is a terrible movie. <laughs> The Honey and the Hulk. <laughs> Don't like it. But you'd have to spell it H-U-N-N-Y. Um, <laughs> so Spider-Man swings in and he's like, hey, BJ Cosmos, give me my money. And BJ Cosmos is like, no, I'm giving it to the Hulk instead. And Spider-Man's like, oh, just my luck. Yeah, just my luck. I guess that there's nothing I can do because I have no legal ramifications because I signed the document Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, so he takes the bus back to New York, which must take weeks <laughs> more uh, yeah he must be i bet he was in there for a full month uh and we see the green goblin return to his laboratory where he takes off his costume but we don't get to see his face and he's like all right don't worry i'll get that spider-man yeah and his meddling and his little hulk too <laughs> <laughs> yeah um very ex obviously excited to see what's next for the green goblin uh because this yeah one i wish weird <laughs> I wish I was I wish I was less excited because I had just seen something good with the Green Goblin, but I didn't. Yeah. So I have to remain excited to see what happens next. We are still on the edge of our seat, even though that pushed us back a little bit. Yeah. To yeah. The, towards the center of the seat. And that's that's the story. That's it. Um, it was not good. <laughs> it did feature the first appearance of the Green Goblin, though yeah. uh, he didn't really do anything. Uh, no, he did almost nothing. The only thing he did was throw a couple of stun grenades that didn't do anything. They just missed. So I guess really the only thing we can evaluate is how he looks. And how do you think the Green Goblin looks? Looks good. He looks very, he looks very goblin. -y. Yeah, it looks real good. I like it a lot. And uh, I mean, except for the broomstick. <laughs> the broomstick. Yeah. Can't, we, need that, we need to get that glider into action. Yeah, get, get rid of that glider. Get rid of your broomstick. Uh, get some more gadgets and gizmos. Uh, Make your smoke bombs look like pumpkins, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Step one. 
Because what? Because what? What goes with goblins like pumpkins? Pumpkins and broomsticks. That's it. So he, he's just Halloween themed. He's, he's a witch. <laughs> well, but a pumpkin doesn't go with a witch. Eh, depends on the. Nor witch. does a witch go with a goblin. So he's really just an amalgamation of all Halloween creatures. He's a goblin who flies on a broomstick like a witch, who has bombs that look like pumpkins, uh-huh. and his sidekick, a black cat. Yeah, well, there's the black cat coming up. Yeah, the black know, cat. And however then, many years in the future here. And then later he raises an army of dancing skeletons that play the xylophone on their ribcage. Oh, yeah. yeah. He should do that. Do you remember that or, issue? <laughs> or it should the skeleton shouldn't be there. He should just play his own xylophone. Because remember, it's all the qualities morphed into oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he lifts up his little vest, and it's just a skeletal ribcage. It's a ribcage. And he goes, xylophone, right. Yeah. yeah. And then he howls at the moon or something. Howls at the moon, turns yeah. into a, a werewolf, but just in his feet. Right. Has the bolts, has the Frankenstein bolts on his neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a... he doesn't. He doesn't wrap himself up like a mummy, but he walks with his arms out like like a mummy. Walks with his arms out like a mummy. Maybe just like his wrists or like his hands. Just his hands are wrapped up like a mummy's hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Halloween bad guy. And then when he flies in, he blasts Monster Mash over his speaker on his uh, broomstick. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. Is that Ringo doing the monster? <laughs> they did the monster mash. <laughs> oh, I've been I've been captured, but at least I get to hear the monster mash. My favorite song. <laughs> my favorite song. Monster mash. I bet Ringo does love monster mash. <laughs> I really do. It really seems like his style. I hope Ringo's listening to this podcast. Ringo. All right, uh, Chuckles. <laughs> Out of a Fantastic Four stars, how many stars would you give this issue? I'm going to give it 2.2 2, um, for BJ Cosmos and the uh, Spider-Man character moment of going back into the cave. That is probably the least amount of things that have earned 2.2. 2. No, but I also I also thought that most of it was would be okay if the story wasn't garbage. You know what I mean? Like, the like there's a lot of the fighting. What about the fight did you like? No, I mean, if the fight was... I liked the what, how the fight looked if it how? wasn't those three dummies. <laughs> right, but that's what it was. Yeah, but if it was just other people. There's always a fight. There's... <laughs> if it was just other people. Like if it was super powered individuals that were doing that fight, I'd be interested in it. Maybe no lasso. Maybe, yeah. Maybe get rid of maybe the lasso. Maybe no lassos. Maybe no three-foot-tall guy named Fancy Dan. I'm not against the fact that he's three feet tall. I'm against the fact that he's a normal person who only knows judo, and that's it. So <laughs> Which, want... by the way, I'm, do- I'm doing very Bernie Sanders pointing right now. You are. <laughs> with him where he does where he does the air quotes with all of his fingers. <laughs> How dare you, Fancy Dan? <laughs> We're pulling out all the impressions today. All the impressions today. They're all bad. <laughs> Um, all the bad impressions we can muster. Fancy Dan. If you were to donate just 1% of your wealth, Fancy Dan, you could pay for college for everyone in New Mexico. You could. Ugh. All right, yeah, I'm giving this one. I did not like it one bit. One bit. One bit <laughs> or, for one or exact, star. I liked it exactly one bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it one fantastic star. It was... No fun. It was no fun. Um, you didn't like, you didn't like uh, BJ Cosmos. He was fine. He was unnecessary. What? <laughs> he was very unnecessary. He, no, that's the thing. The villain I was talking about should be BJ Cosmos, and 
he should. He's not villainous enough. That's the. He's more that's of a kind goof. of the point. That's kind of the point. This guy is not really in it for any sort of like super evil things. He just wants to make the most compelling, popular movies of all time, and he does the that. The Green Goblin is so evil in everything throughout else, his history, yeah. <laughs> and in this, he, he wasn't very evil at all. No, no. In fact, I thought it was going to turn real dark. Like, I thought that, um, like, when they flash back to all of his loved ones, I thought that meant that something really dark was about to happen. <laughs> but it didn't. He just... You thought Spider-Man was going to die in issue 14? <laughs> Not die, but, like, kind of like in Spider-Man Homecoming, where he almost dies because a building gets dropped on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like that. that. Okay. But it wasn't. And so bad. <laughs> so this this story was no fun, but hopefully you had fun listening to our podcast, our our special and wacky edition here, number episode number hundred. <laughs> yeah, and here's Bernie Sanders telling you where to follow us. Oh no! Here you go. I don't know if I can do it for that long. <laughs> here you go, Bernie. Oh God. You can't, you can't. <laughs> just, just do one. Just do one. Just do you the- can follow us on Instagram. <laughs> you go to Ant Brothers Marvel on Instagram. It's great. It's perfect. It's not perfect. It's, perfect. it's, it's so good. <laughs> okay. And buddy. where can you follow us on Twitter? Twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> we're. At, we're- we're on Twitter, on Instagram. You can you can email us. Uh, what's our Gmail? The, at the the, the brothers Marvel at gmail.com. Yeah. Our WordPress site is thebrothersmarvel.wordpress.com. Um, you can follow us on Spotify <laughs> and Apple Podcast. Surprise, Bernie! <laughs> we came back. You weren't expecting it. My goodness! We came back. It's so fast. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, what are the other ones? Google Play and... Uh... He's just running back and forth in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what this is. Just This is not good podcasting. <laughs> this is not. This is a low level. Here at episode 100, we got to the top and we plummeted right back yeah, down. We... <laughs> Mercy. So there you go. All right. Oh, and if you can... Go on to wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We'd very much appreciate it. Listen to all the past episodes on SoundCloud or wherever. Yep. SoundCloud. That was it. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Um, uh, that, was, that wasn't really a Bernie's impression at all. This is getting terrible. All right. Now it's just screaming. Bye. Old <laughs> Bye. Uh, it was just regular old person impression. All right. For Charlie, I've been Vinny. Hopefully, this hasn't turned you off completely, and we will talk to you next time on the Brothers Marvel Podcast. This has been another episode of The Brothers Marvel. Good day. Good day to you all.